already done. God is reminding the body of Christ. It's time to enter into the rest of God. And sometimes we think we're resting, but we're actually not resting because we're trying to fix it ourselves. We're trying to do it ourselves. So we can cease from our work. And what I mean, not on a normal job, because we know if we don't work, we don't heat. So don't go out and use that and say, you know, I'm going to quit because apostle told me to enter into my rest. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about God has already done everything for us through Jesus Christ. And we can rest in him. Amen. We can rest in him. So, Father, we thank you on today that we can enter into your rest. We can enter into, God, what you have already done. And, God, through this teaching on today, I thank you that hearts are open and receptive to receive what you have to say unto the body of Christ. I thank you, God, that the words that are spoken, God, they are your words, Father. And as those words come out of my mouth, Father God, I thank you that they come out like fire and devour everything that's going on around us. I thank you that they come out like a two-edged sword. I thank you that they come out like a hammer breaking the rocks into pieces. I thank you that on today, Father God, that I have been crucified with Christ, and it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. And God, as I am speaking, Father God, with the breath of God, the breath of life, God, I give you glory, God, for giving us authority, Father God, over the power of the enemy, God. And you said that you have given us that right, God. So I thank you, God, with the right that you have given me today, God. I tear down Satan's kingdom right now in the name of Jesus. I thank you for the blood of Jesus. I thank you that through his blood, God, we're healed, delivered, and set free. We're no longer captive to sin, God. So we thank you that on today, Father God, we're here, God, to be uplifted through your word. We're here, God, to take authority over those things in our lives, God, that's trying to rule and reign over us. God, we honor you. We glorify you. We magnify your name. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hallelujah. Let's see what God is bringing to the body of Christ today. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, neighbor. come on, get excited for Jesus. Amen. Say, neighbor, neighbor, get excited for Jesus. You know what? I don't know about y'all, but when people win a lottery or even think they got chances to win, they begin to make a noise. Amen. They begin to speak those things <laughs> that be not as though they were. They begin to pray a little bit harder. They even begin to go fast when they never fasted before because they're waiting on that winning number. Or some of them are so sure that they have won, they just go around boasting and bragging on, I'm the winner. Y'all don't get it? That's what the world does. So when we come into the house of God, the sanctuary of God, where we assembling together to fellowship, we should have some joy. Coming out of us, even in the midst of our situation, we should have some high praises in our mouth. And we should be carrying a two-edged sword in our hands. Nobody should have to pump us up. We should already be pumped up for him. Amen. So I'm telling you, y'all, this word is so good. And if we grab hold to this word instead of grabbing hold to everything else, I'll assure you, you can make it. You already made it. Amen. So today, I'm going to go back to Genesis the beginning 
And I'm going to read this one verse. And we're going to go on from this one verse. Genesis chapter 1. Should not take you a long time to flip there. And if it does, something is wrong, y'all. Genesis chapter 1. The word of God now reads. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. I'm going to read it again. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Whether you know it or not, that verse have meaning. And sometimes we go into the word of God instead of us getting revelation from that word, we keep reading. But God is speaking even through that one verse. And if we would wait for the Holy Spirit to give us revelation, to give us illumination and light upon that word, then we will understand what it means, what the word is saying. Amen. You may be seated. This is what I want to talk about today. Bringing heaven to earth. Bringing heaven to earth. I believe some of us think that's impossible. No, it's not. Because when you recognize who you are, now that you are in him and what you have, now that you are in him, you can bring heaven to earth. People are always saying, I can't wait till I get to heaven. Were you missing out what, on what you already have? God has already given you heaven, and he wants you to bring what he has given you to this earth. Realize that when you got born again, when you accepted Jesus as your Lord and as your Savior, the kingdom of God came on the inside of you. So the kingdom of heaven is on the inside of you, and God want to be let out. And we're holding him in because we're going on what the earth is doing. Instead of going on what God has already done. We're looking at what the earth is saying instead of looking at what God has already said. We're looking to man instead of looking to God. And if we keep on looking to man and not looking to God, we're not bringing heaven to earth. We're not allowing his kingdom to come. He wants his kingdom to be here on earth, to be set up here on earth. And the only way that can be done is through you. You don't have to wait to get to heaven to get what heaven has. God wants people to know I'm here right now. You don't have to wait to get up there to be healed. You don't have to wait to get up there to be delivered. You don't have to wait to get up there for your mind to be right. Because the Bible said we have the mind of Christ. So you have to live here on earth just like you already in heaven. And people began to see God's glory through you. So in that first verse, it said, in the beginning, God. It did not say in the beginning, man. I don't see anything that says anything about man. It says in the beginning, God. So when we look at in the beginning, we're going to look at the word, which is Jesus Christ. Jesus was in the beginning before anything existed. Before anything was, he is. So he's the self-existing God. Nobody created him. He was here before this world began. So when it says, in the beginning, God, 
That means God was here before anything. People cannot say there is no God. If there was no God, there would be no you. Understand this. If we went outside and we looked up in the sky, you see sky. But it's actually, there's the he- three heavens. There's the throne of God. There's the second heaven. And then you're looking at the sky. And then there's the earth. God created all of that. Why? Because he's Elohim. That's why I say in the beginning God. That name means Elohim, the creator. It was God who created. It was him who created the heaven. And man didn't do it. Man is still trying to figure it out. Man is trying to fix something they cannot fix. Because God created it. Y'all better hear what I'm saying. And the only way man can do something, it has to be through the creator. We forgetting who he is. See, we count no man to fix something. We wait no man to work it out for us. And God said, I'm the creator. I created everything myself. I know how it's supposed to function. I know how it's supposed to work. I know my plan that I have for you. My plan was written about you even before you existed. God say every day of your life, he said, it's already been planned. Y'all got to hear this. In the beginning, God. Because it's about him. It's about what he done. You're not even in here. He started this. It's the way that God wanted it to be. We cannot change the way he wanted to be. The only way we change the way he wanted to be is if we're trying to set up our own way. And that's what the enemy is doing in your mind. He's setting up a kingdom. But God has made a way through his son for his kingdom to come through you. But what are we doing? We're forgetting who he is. God is the creator, y'all. He's the one that created. I'm going to stay right here. In the beginning, God created. Now, I want you to understand this. The heaven and the earth. Remember, what God created, created is bara. It means that it was nothing there. It did not exist. He took nothing. Y'all catch it. He took nothing. Do y'all know what nothing is? Let me make it plain. You don't have no money in your bank account. There is nothing there, Shirley. Nothing. Not a dime. Can't even find a penny. Nothing to be found. Nothing. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Daddy says zero. There is nothing. God took nothing. And he made it out of something. God took the unseen. And he made it to be seen. Y'all better catch it. In the beginning, God created That means he took nothing and he made something. What am I saying to you? God will take nothing and he'll make it out of something because he is God. I'm going to do it again. In the beginning, God, Elohim, the creator, the great I am that I am, the king of kings, the Lord of lords, created the heavens and the earth. And then it goes a little bit deeper to let you know how it was. It says that the earth was void. It was empty. There was darkness. That means that there was chaos. It was toe up from the floor up. It was a wasteland. 
That's what it was. There was nothing. So God said, I'm going to take that nothing and I'm going to make it out of something. So don't ever let nobody tell you you are nothing. Because God took darkness and he brought light to that darkness. See, the enemy is trying to fool you. He's trying to make you think that what's impossible in your life cannot be possible. He's trying to make you think that the only one that can fix you is man. In the beginning, God created. Elohim created the heaven and the earth. And he said it was void. It was empty. It was chaos. But then this is what God did. God said, in my creation, I'm going to take nothing and I'm going to make it out of something. See, this is the word speaking. So this is what happened. The Bible says the spirit of God was moving upon the face of the water. The spirit was broadening. When you see a hen, a hen is sitting on those eggs waiting for life to come from those eggs. That hen is sitting there waiting because that hen knows there can be some life coming from those eggs, right? So the Holy Spirit brings life. So the Holy Spirit say, in the midst of nothing, he said, I'm going to wait because there's going to be some life that's going to come in the midst of this chaos. But God had to speak forth to that nothing what he wanted it to be. Y'all don't get it. You sitting around here begging God to do something for you. And God said, if I'm Elohim, the creator, and I'm in you, what are you waiting on? He said, why are you waiting on somebody to tell you something when the creator created you? Some of you waiting on a report right now. Whether it's a doctor's report, whether it's a report from the lawyers, a report for on your job, whatever the it may be, you waiting on them to give you an answer. The word of God said, when I call on him, when I call on God, my Bible said he will answer me. You got to have the assurity and the knowing to know that when I call on my father, because he loves me, because he laid down his life for me, I can call on him and he's going to answer me. I have an assurity, Kelvin, that when I open my mouth and I say, Jesus, he's right on the scene. Why? Because he's in me. The kingdom is within me. He's right here. But we're waiting on somebody to tell us. You have everything in you. It's no excuse for no born again believer in this place. The problem is we don't know what we have and we don't know who we belong to. And we don't know who he is because we forget when things come up in our lives. When everything is okay, it's a hallelujah and an amen or thank you, Jesus. God can, God will. But when trouble hits your house, you're saying, where are you, God? 
God, don't you hear me? God, I'm praying, I'm fasting, I'm doing all I can do. God, don't you hear me? Where are you, God? So the Holy Spirit was waiting on God to speak the word. And what God did, understand this before the word was even spoken, God already saw what was going to be into existence. Because he's the creator. He's the architect. He has the plans. So he already know how things are going to turn out before they turn out. Because he's God. So when God said, let there be, he was saying, let there be what I want it to be. So he was telling the heavens and the earth, this is what I want you to do. Let there be light, the Bible says. And there was light. Did God see that light right then? Did it manifest right then? Mm -mm. God already knew that that light was there. Before God said, let there be light, he already saw the light. That's why Paul said he only speak what he believed. See, when you began to speak from within, you already saw what God wanted you to see before you speak it. You speaking it because you believe in what you already saw. Not trying to get it to work. You know it's already worked because you're going in the unseen and not the seen. Y'all don't get it. It's the unseen that we're working out of. And we're bringing unseen to seen to let them know there is an Elohim. There is a creator. There is a God that sees and there is a God that knows all things. God knows more than man know. Man got to go in the books and get the knowledge to know what they know. And guess what? They still mess up. But there ain't no mess up with God. A doctor can stick you wrong and kill you. But God never messes up when it comes to you. Because he's God. And this is why we have to seek him. We have to go to him before we do things because he is God, y'all. Do you realize who he is? Have you been with your father long enough to say, yes, Lord, when it don't look like it's a yes? Have you been with him long enough to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord? Even though the enemy is coming at you, you trust in God. Because you know who he is. But the thing is, Jesus was there before anything was created. The word was there. And I'm going here. In order to bring heaven to earth, you need the word. And some of us feel like we can do without it. And some of us just take the word from any and everybody that really don't know what the word is saying. Anybody can quote the Bible, but when you don't have revelation from what you're quoting, it means nothing. See, it is written on the pages. That's the written word. That's the logos. But I want the rhema word. I want a spoken word. I want to hear what God has to say to me when I go in here and read this word. I want the word to speak. I want some rhema. I want God to speak to my heart. I don't want to leave out of this written word until I say, God, what are you saying? What are you speaking to me today? Because it's supposed to be illumination. It's supposed to be light coming from this word. And if you don't spend time in this word, you ain't getting no illumination. You ain't getting no light. You're just getting a Bible verse that you're learning, that you ain't applying to your life. 
This is why you're not seeing no manifestation because you ain't taking the time to sit and wait. God, I can't move from here. It's something about your beginning, God, that you want me to see. It's something in here, God, that you're giving me and you want me to see it. What is it, God? He said, I want you to see who I am. I am the creator. He said, I know all the mishaps in the world. I know how you're coming in. I know how you're going out. He said, because I am God. I want you to just tap your neighbor and say, he's God. Say, all by himself. Say, he's God. Say, he's God. Say, do you know him for who he is? Some of us say we do, but we're working twice as hard to get what we already have. We say we know him, right? But to really know him is to experience him. And when you have an experience with the creator, George Washington Carver, y'all know Mr. Peanut Man. This was an old man, and they were coming from far and near to know his secrets. They wanted to know what he knew. How was he creating all of these things? He said, this is what I do. He said, I get up early. And I go way out in the field, and I get along with Mr. Creator. He said, and I'll hold up what he created, and I'll say, Mr. Creator, tell me about your creation. Show me what you have created. He said, I'll wait on Mr. Creator to tell me what I need to be told. He said, that's why I invented. That's why I have what I have. Because it ain't me. It's coming from Mr. Creator. He know how it's supposed to work. So they would send him things because everything he done, it would work. They sent him a dead flower. This man was holding a dead flower in his hand. He said, Mr. Creator, you created this flower. You know what this flower need. Because you are the creator of all things. So I'm going to wait on you for you to tell me what to do with this flower. You know what we do to flowers? We just let them die. They're part of God's creation. (laughs) They are part of God's creation. If it looks like it's withering, get it out the house. It don't look right. But we don't wait on God to say, God, show us what to do with what you have put in our hands. Because God will bring life to a dead situation. That's what the word does. The word is about life, not death. So when we go to Mr. Creator, when something is not operating right in our lives, we don't wait on a sinner to tell us what to do. We go into sinners. Do y'all hear what I'm saying? That went to school to get an education that are atheists. Some people you go into are atheists. They don't believe in God. They call it a higher power. And then they give you what they come up with that you need. And we trust that. We get happy. Don't we? Because when something is going on with us. We go where we can get help, right? And we trust the person we go into, and we'll say, what do you say about my situation? Can you help me with that? 
Sure, I've seen these cases over and over again. Some of the cases are this way and some of them are this. But I believe I can help you. But this is what I need for you to do. And we get joy. Because they told us what they want us to do. But have we taken the time to stop and say, Mr. Creator, Elohim, this is what's going on with me. And I want to hear what you got to say. I don't want to go to man first and hear what man got to say. I want to hear what you have to say. I want to hear what you want me to do. So I'm going to stand still. And I'm going to hear a word from you. I'm going to wait on you. Because you are the creator. Now the Bible says that. Y'all, the word gives life. He said the spirit quickens. The spirit quickens. That means to make alive. The flesh profit you nothing. Have you ever read that scripture? Where it says the flesh profit you nothing. If we know that the Bible's telling us the flesh profit us nothing, why are we going to the flesh? Why are we leaning and depending on flesh? The Bible said the spirit quickens. You are a spirit being. So you got to get your life from the spirit. And it says the words I speak unto you. They are spirit and they are life. So you need the word of God. In order for you to be quickened, to be made alive, now that you're born again, you got to have the word. You cannot live without this word. Jesus, while he was tempted, he said, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word, every word that proceedeth out the mouth of God. When is the last time you checked the mouth of God? When is the last time you sat still in your Bible and said, God, I got a situation. I need some directions from the word of life. Quicken me according to this word. Quicken me according to the life that's coming from this word because I feel like I'm dying right now. Come on. Some of us get in situations where we feel like we can't make it. We get tired. We get frustrated. We get angry. We feel like God has left us. But the Bible tells me that the word, without the word, y'all, nothing would have been created. Nothing would exist without the word. He said, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. The scene was in the beginning with God. Without the word, nothing would have been made that was made. So we got to understand that if God used the word to create the world. Then the Bible tells me he's upholding all things by the word of his power. Everything is held together by the word. So why are we going to other means if everything is held together by the word? Because we ain't trusting the word. Because we feel like the word ain't doing it quick enough. The worlds were framed by the word of God. This is how the heaven and the earth come together, by the word of God. So we have to use the word of God over creation in order for it to function the way God wanted to function. It is not going to function outside of the creator, outside of what was spoken. So when something is going on in your life and you begin to speak the word of God over it, it's going to come alive.
Why? Because it was created by the word. The word is above everything. Because the word created you. The word created the flowers, the trees, the earth. Everything was created by the word. So we have to live by the word of God. Some of us got to catch hold to what God is saying today. You cannot live without this word. So the enemy don't want you in it. Because he know when you get in it, it's going to bring life to you. It's going to bring life to your dead situation. God is going to open up your eyes and he's going to allow you to see far beyond what you see in the natural. Because when God spoke these things forth, he said, let there be and there was. And everything that God created, y'all, was good. There was no evil in what God created. So God, when he finished, he called it very good. And the enemy want God's character to be messed up. So when things happen in your life, we look at God like he's still in good. God is good and he'll always be good. Because everything he created is good. But this is what the enemy done after God finished his creation. But I'm going to go here with man because I want you to understand that we're missing it. We're trying too hard. We're trying to get something that we already have. And when you realize what you have, you'll quit trying to go after something that already belonged to you. When we look at Genesis 1:26, when he got to man, this is what it said. And God said, let us make man in our image. Y'all were special. We were made in the image and after the likeness of God. He didn't only make us in his image as spiritual beings, but God said, I'm going to give you dominion. I want you to rule and reign over my creation. Isn't God a loving God? See, God was bringing heaven down here to earth, but he needed somebody to rule over what he created. He said, let us make them in our image and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. So look what God did. He gave all of this dominion and authority to man. The heavens and the heavens are the Lord. But the earth he has given to the children of men. I want to say this. If you don't use your authority here on this earth and begin to speak those things that be not as though they were, it's not getting done. Oh, yeah. Y'all don't even believe that. Some of you still hollering out for God to do something. God said, what did I give you? God said, what did I place in your hands? I gave you the keys to the kingdom. How many of us are still hollering out to God? God, why I'm not healed? God, why is this happening in my life? God, why are you not helping me? God, why am I not married? God, why do I have to be alone? We're still hollering out things. That God has already done and he has placed before us. This is why God said, I want you to go into the word of God, into the mirror. And I want you to look in that mirror. And I want you, first of all, to see, first of all, who you are now that you are in Christ. I want you to see yourself of who you are in him, not who you are in yourself. He said, you got to lose self. You got to lose your feelings. You got to lose your emotions. You got to lose how you feel. And you got to take up that cross and you got to follow me. If you cannot deny yourself, he said you can't take up the cross. God knows what would happen down here on earth. This is why God gave you rule. This is why he gave you authority. 
This is why God gave you the keys. Because he said, I know what earth is like. Jesus walked the earth. Matter of fact, the word became flesh and dwelled among us. The word became flesh, y'all. So everything you going through, Jesus already done been through it. And he got through it. How did he get through it? Using the word. Taking what his father said to get through it. So after he created us in his image, you know what God began to say? He said, I want you to replenish the earth. God spoke what he wanted to be before it even happened. He spoke into existence. He called those things that be not as though they were. Because God said, this is what I want to happen here on earth. He said, I want you to replenish the earth. Do you know why he wants us to replenish the earth? It wasn't just to have a lot of babies and be on welfare. I'm just being honest. It wasn't just to get a check, y'all. Because I have a father in heaven who can. Because God is going to take care of the poor whether we do it or not. God always have a plan. So it ain't about you getting a check every month. It ain't about that. It's about what God was doing. He was setting up his kingdom. And he's going to take care of the citizens in the kingdom. He said, I want you to replenish the earth because I'm setting up my kingdom here on earth. And I need your help to set up this kingdom. So I need husbands and wives to come together and replenish. He said, I don't need anything else coming together trying to replenish my earth. I am a God of purity. I am a God of sanctification. I am a holy God. I don't do things out of order. I do it the way I originally said it. Y'all go back to Genesis. This is how God originally set it up. Check it out. We were spiritual beings. God knew that a spirit could not come down on earth and do what he needed to have done. Because nobody sees a spirit. Right? So what he did, he created man, which was Adam. He created man from what? The dust. He formed him from the dust. But check this out. That man could not become a living soul until God breathed the breath of life into him. Then man became a living soul. So we know that the spirit of God was in man. But guess what else God did? When God gave man rule and dominion, he took the animals that he created. Everything was good. He gave those animals to Adam. He said, all right, Adam, name them. Do y'all know how many animals are on this earth? So God gave that to man. He said, I want you to name these animals. But I believe Adam could not name them animals outside of what God was saying. He had to hear the father. So Adam name those animals but then guess what the bible said there was not an animal check this out there was not an animal that was suitable do y'all know that people are are doing stuff with animals they shouldn't be doing the bible said there was not any animal suitable for adam adam knew none of y'all work for me Let's let's put this out there. Ain't no animal that you can get with will work for you. 
This is what was happening in the Bible. They were getting with animals, laying with the animals. Y'all didn't know that? So he told Adam, I'm going to give you someone that's suitable for you, Adam, because I don't want you to be alone. This was part of God's plan. So he took the rib of Adam. Eve was already in Adam. God just took the rib of Adam from his side. See, a woman walked alongside a man. They work together. They're walking together. You ain't got no woman going ahead of a man. We walk together. How can we walk? How can we what? Agree. Unless. Come here, Mr. Bryant. Let me take off my heels for this one. See, when God gave Eve to Adam, God gave Eve to Adam. But he had to take out of Adam to bring Eve. Eve was already, God is so good. Eve was already a part of Adam. When God created man, when you look at the name Adam, it's male and female. So he created Adam, but Eve was already there. It was part of, God don't miss nothing. So he knew, Adam, you ain't going to be alone, but I'm going to have to put you to sleep. To bring Eve out of you. So when he put Adam to sleep and Eve came out of Adam, Adam said, now this is what? Bone of my, why did Adam say that? Because she was a part of him. This is bone of my bone. This is flesh of my flesh. I don't cleave to my father and mother no more. Because I'm attached to Adam. Everybody was called Adam back then. Because that's what God created. So Eve had to walk. Go ahead and walk. Honey, alongside of Adam. Eve didn't get the big head and say, just wait a minute. You just don't know how to do nothing. If I don't do it, it won't get done. Just, that, just stop, stop. Now, let's do this. Come here. <laughs> this is what's happening in today's world. Y'all didn't know? Women are ruling men. And Ahabs are letting them do it. Now look. This is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to do it. But I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to need the money to do it. Now you get out there on that Kubota. And you get them yards. To get this done. Now, I'm bone of your bone and flesh of your flesh. I left that man over there to come to you. So you got to take care of me, but you got to do what I say. Here. Excuse me. Come on. But we walk together. So when we walk together, we're going to be in agreement. This is how you walk together. Honey, I have a situation. I don't know what to do with that situation, but... I believe we can come together and we can seek God. So I'm telling him what the situation is. And we're coming together in prayer with that situation. I'm not moving until we're in agreement. I'm waiting on, even if he say, I, I ain't heard yet, Amanda. But I want to be in agreement with him. So let's say he, say he heard what God is saying. He said, well, I believe God is saying this, baby. I believe God is saying I need to go ahead and get that truck and I believe that I can cut more yards with that truck. I can look up at him and say, 
Well, honey, come. That ain't what God told me. Let's go and come again. See, we got to be in agreement because we can mess up a house. Not only is we messing us up, we messing our children up. And the enemy know that. Unless we come together and be in agreement, there's darkness in our house. So when he created male and female, he created them with purpose. So he brought Eve to Adam. So guess what happened? Old Satan said, I'm going to come in the house. He was already in paradise. Thank you, honey. He was already in paradise, y'all. And guess what he did? Y'all catch this. Satan had to use something God created to get what he want because he ain't the creator, apostle. God had to create him. So he had to take God's creation and use it against God. Why? Because he wanted God's position. And the only way he can get his position is to use us. Because God gave us the authority. He wanted authority over the earth. So what he did, he took the serpent, something that God created. And Eve knew that everything God created, apostle, was good. He said it was very good. So they were already in the garden together. And the serpent started talking to Eve. And he said, did God really say? So Eve is going to repeat what God said, but the serpent already had a plan. He wanted Eve to doubt the word. The enemy wants you to doubt what God has told you. He wants you to come against what God has told you. How did he do it? By the lust of the eye, by the pride of life, and the lust of the flesh. Those are the three things he used. He know we look at things that we desire. The Bible says that when Eve looked at that tree, listen at this, y'all, and saw it was good. I'm going to back up. Remember God said don't eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil? The reason why God said that, he said, because everything I made is good. You don't need to know no evil. I don't even want you to think about no evil. Everything about you is good. But Satan knew if I can get you to eat from that tree, I'm going to have you thinking what is good, what is evil is good, and what is good is evil. He said, I'm going to have you mixed up because everything that looked good ain't good. So Eve looked at the tree, and the Bible says she saw it was good, but it wasn't good. So I'm going to ask you, what are you looking at that you think is good, that you think God wants you to have because it feels right? That don't mean it's God. So Eve took her eye off of what God said. God said, don't eat. When God said, don't. When God give you a word and he said, don't. You don't marry that man. But God, he looked good. But God, he got money. But God, he can take care of me. But God, I don't have to work if I marry him. But God, he's a nice man, God. He whined me. He dined me. I don't even have to spend my money. He's good. I know this is God because he's good to me. He don't beat me. He opened doors for me. Everything that talk right and look right ain't God. Because, darling, my Bible said the devil come as an angel of light. So this is why we have to go to the word. We have to go to God and say, God, this is in front of me. It look good. It smell good. It treat me good. 
But God, I need to know about your goodness. Because I'm getting ready to grab something that I don't know is really good for me. So this is why when we delight ourselves in the Lord, he would give us the desires of our hearts. <laughs> so when you delight yourself in him, God will let you know what's good and what's not good. See, the enemy is going to twist the word to make you feel as if God didn't say that. That's what you come to believe. But God gave them one commandment. Don't eat from this tree. Y'all know what happened when they ate, right? Their world began to crumble. They began to see evil. They began to hide from God. How many of us today is hiding from God? Because we don't want to hear what God has to say. Because we want to continue to do what we're doing. When you go into that word, the word of God, the word of life, when you go into the word and you say, God, here I am, deal with me. God, I want more of you and less of me. The word will show you how to love right. The word will show you how to be right. The word will show you if you're going in the wrong direction. That's what the word does. That's why we delight ourselves in him. And he will give us the desires of our heart. God said, I want to bring heaven on earth through you. And the only way that can be done is you getting to know me more than you getting to know the things of this world. Because you are a spiritual being, y'all. You are born from above, not born from this earth. Yes, you had a natural birth. But when you got saved and you got born again, you are a supernatural being. God put super on your natural. And God want his kingdom set up here on earth just like it is in heaven. Thy kingdom come on earth like it is in heaven. So every situation that come up in our life, that's an opportunity for the kingdom to come. God, I have a situation. I need advice from the king. I need for you to show me what to do with this situation. And if the word tell you to do it, that's what you do. Remember Mary, when they needed more wine. And she came to her son Jesus and told him what they needed. And guess what Jesus did? Jesus, well, told them to fill the water pots, put the water in the water pots. And Mary told them, do what he says. Y'all, it's time for us to do what the word is telling us to do. And that's when we begin to see the manifestation of God. Because everything that we think is good ain't good. And we end up going through that situation because we thought it was good. This is why anything you're getting ready to do right now in your life, God is bringing you a message. Stop and ask God. Say, God, is this the way you want me to go? It feels right. But God, I want to know for sure this is what you want me to do. God will give you peace. And there's an inner peace that he will give you. That will give you peace even in the midst of your trouble that will calm your fears. And God will let you know, yes, step out into it. I'm going to be with you. I ain't going to leave you, nor am I going to forsake you. Because I'm God. God said he'll never leave us. He'll always be with us until the end. God want his people to seek him while he can be found. God said, I want heaven to come to earth through you. You got my kingdom in you. And the only way they're going to see it is through you. And if you are not showing light through me, they're seeing darkness. And they don't think that you are part of me. That's why he gave you Matthew 5. 
Because he wants people to see his kingdom. When somebody hates you, you love them in spite of them hating you. When somebody curses you, you bless them in spite of them cursing you. When nobody don't help you, you still help them. Come on, we got to do the opposite. That's how the kingdom is coming. He gave you the fruit of the spirit to help his kingdom come through you. He wants you to show them goodness. He wants you to show them long suffering. He wants you to show them my love. He wants you to show them joy, peace. He wants all of this to come through you. When they hate you, you love them the more. When they don't want to give to you, you give to them. Because they're saying, I know that's God. How can you love me when I still hate you? Because we're supposed to show his kingdom. This is why you need to be in a church to teach you kingdom. We come in these walls not to fall out all the time. Not to think that nobody fell out today. We didn't have church. Please, you're the church. You can go home and fall out on your own. When you get before Jesus and the spirit of the living God hits you, you're doing some shaking at home that you ain't never done in church before. You're seeing God's glory like you never saw it before. So when you come into church, you're ready to get taught so you can go outside the walls and bring people in to be taught. You make disciples, not converts. You're supposed to go out of here today and say, God, I want to bring heaven to earth. That's why he gave you the gifts of the spirit, y'all. Look at all through the Bible. It was the power of God that delivered them. They didn't deliver themselves. Remember when they come out of Egypt? Have anybody come out of Egypt? Some of you feel like you're still in Egypt. That's because you refuse to leave Egypt. See, God brought them out by a mighty hand. He even departed the Red Sea. He even gave them water from a rock. He gave them bread for heaven. It still wasn't enough, apostle. Because even though he brought them out, Egypt was still within. See, they had to get their minds renewed. They had to know the things of God. They had to know what God was doing. But they was trusting more in Egypt than they were God. Why? Because they spent 400 and some years in Egypt. So our trust is more in the natural because that's where we've been spending our time in the natural. If natural say it ain't right, apostle, it just ain't right. If my body say it's not feeling right, truth, it's not feeling right, but it don't have to stay that way. Because I'm a kingdom citizen. God gave me authority to tell my body, you're going to line up with what the word says. You're not from the earth. You're from the kingdom. The word said, you are the healed. Now, be healed in Jesus' name. So what we waiting on is for God to do something. But yet, while we waiting on God, we saying, doctor, doctor. You know what's so interesting about that? We can sit in front of them doctors and lie behind them. They ask you all kind of questions about your personal business. What your mama got, what your daddy got, what's running through your bloodline. Well, eventually that's what you're going to have. Oh, God. Lie through your teeth. They got to ask you where you're hurting. How long you been hurting in that How long you been hurting like that? Then they think about is something else connected to that. So this is what we want to do. We want to run some x-rays on that. Because we want to make sure it ain't that. They got to make sure by machines. Do you know a machine can be faulty? 
Did y'all know a machine can be faulty? Do you know the machine can say one thing, but God is saying another? The machine said ain't no life there, but God said, I want you to speak life into that dead situation. I want you to tell that person to rise up off of their bed of affliction. I want you to tell them there are many afflictions of the righteous, but God has come to deliver you out of them all. I want you to tell them that I am the resurrection and the life. I bring life in this room. So I said, rise up. Because God said, I want them to see my glory today. I don't want man to get credit for what they think they done. I want them to know this is my doing. They're going to have to call on me today. But you know what we do? Well, it ain't no hope. This is just how it's going to be. But what did God say? See, y'all, we got to hear God going in. And coming out. Because God said I'm alpha. And I'm omega. I'm the beginning. And I'm the end. He said I'm the author. And I'm the finisher of your faith. He said what I said in the beginning. It's going to go through eternity. He said because I'm not changing my mind. If I tell you you're going to live. You're going to live. And you're not going to die. He said, you're going to live. But see, some people take that living and dying wrong. Because if God show you that you're alive, he's going to give you a picture of what you were not doing and what you're going to be doing. He's going to let you know you ain't going to be in this state the rest of your life. You're going to walk. So you got to hold on to what he's saying, opposite of what your body is telling you. But you know what the problem is? We get afraid. Because we get around the wrong company. My company tell me, you better do this or this is going to happen. Save folk. That's why you got to shut yourself off. That's why the widow woman, not the widow woman, the Shinamite woman had to shut the door. She locked her son in that room. I don't even believe she told her daddy that he was dead. Because he was alive when he went to his mama. But she shut him off in a room where the anointing was. And she said, don't you stop until you get to the man of God. Why? Because he had the word. And she knew that that word would bring life. She knew that he was the mouthpiece for God. So she got to God. She told her husband, it shall be well. But then she said, it is well. It is well. It is well. It was well with her soul because she knew she didn't ask for that son. She knew God gave her that son, so she knew you can't take what you have given me. So she went to that man of God, and y'all know that son come back to life. And it was a dead situation. This year is filled of dead situations. But God is bringing life to those situations. Because you stood when it didn't look like it was no hope, y'all. You were standing when it looked like you wasn't going to make it. When it looked like you was ready to throw in the towel, God sent you a word. God sent you a word and let you know, stand. Doing all I want you to stand. God sent you a word when it looked like the storm was going to take you out. God said, I want you to be still. I want you to see the salvation of the Lord. I want you to begin to give me glory. Even in the midst of your dead situation, God said, I'm bringing some life. Because 
Jesus was on the scene in the midst of leprosy. He said, if it's your will, you can heal me. Jesus said, it is my will, be healed. The man with the withered arm, Sabbath day stuff, religious stuff. Jesus went past that. And he brought the word of God, the word of life. He said, scratch forth your hand. The hand was healed. The woman with the issue of blood didn't supposed to be amongst the people. But she heard about Jesus. She said, if I can grab hold to the word, I know I'm going to be made whole. Two blind men crying out to Jesus, have mercy. They told him to be quiet, but they knew it was their time. So you got to understand when you know what the word is saying, y'all, we got to stand. Doing all we got to stand because God want to get glory. He want to be glorified through his word. He want his kingdom to come here on earth so people can trust in him more than they're trusting in themselves. So let his kingdom come through you. And the only way you can do it is through the word because the word is what created everything. So you got to bring the word on the scene. You can't bring you. Because you don't walk after the flesh. You live after the spirit. To be currently minded, fleshly minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So when you live in according to the spirit, according to who you are, you're going to have life and peace even in the midst of a dead situation. Come on, you got to admit, God, I don't have enough to make it through the week. But this is what your word told me. And I'm not just quoting it to get it. I'm quoting it to remind me of what I already have. You give seed to the sower. You give bread to the eater. You said you shall supply all of my needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So, Father, my need for this day is already supplied. I don't know which way it's coming, but I know it already belonged to me. So I say, come forth in the name of Jesus. Whoever is holding what belongs to me, I say, release it right now in the name of Jesus. Because my father say, I know what you in the need of. Before you ask, I'm a kingdom citizen. I'm a king's kid. And my father know what I need, so I'm commanding that need because he gave me the right. If Jesus can say, go look in the first fish mouth and pull out me some money, you might be the first fish for me. Where my money? Come on now. Come on, you got to, you, you spiritual. You looking at not saying, you ain't looking at what your bank say. You're looking at what the words say. That's your spiritual mirror. My words say I have abundance and no lack. So guess what? Bank account, you got abundance. And and I don't have to get two jobs to do it. Because I'm about the kingdom. So I want you to know this. The backup kingdom. There was this ministry who was feeding 10,000 poor people. And they would bring them in to feed them. And they had 24 hours before they were coming. And these people, a man pulled them aside and say, we're going to feed people. But guess what? We ain't got nothing to feed them with. He said, we ain't got no food and we ain't got no money to buy no food. But guess what they did? Way before the event, that was before God. They were seeking God. They were decreeing and declaring his word. But they were giving God glory even in the midst of what they didn't have because people was going to come within 24 hours. Guess what happened, y'all? They got a call 
on the phone from Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's say our freezers just broke down. And we got to get rid of all the meat that's in our freezers. We got to get rid of everything, and we want to know if you want it. They had steaks. They had pork chops. They had over enough what they needed to feed those people. God is an on-time God. See, you got to speak those things that be not as though they were. You don't wait till something happened to speak it because you don't believe it. But every day if you wake up and you begin to speak, God, I have what I need. I have more than enough in this day to do what you will have for me to do. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. I'm a lender and not a borrower. I'm blessed in the city. I'm blessed in the field. I'm blessed in the fruit of my womb. Everything my hands touch is blessed. I have favor with you. I have favor with man. Favor surrounds me like a shield today. God, everywhere I go, somebody is giving. And as they give, God, I'm giving to somebody else. God, my house never run low. And when you keep decreeing and declaring a thing, the Bible say it shall be established. My kids are coming into alignment in this house. My kids are showing glory unto the Father. My kids are doing this, God, that your words say they would do. They are successful. They are quick to learn. They have good success. Why? Because I meditate on your word day and night. I observe to do all that's written therein. And God, that's why we're prosperous. That's why we have good success. That's why we're not missing anything. You give him the word because that's what you live by. The word of God, the word of life, because you are king's kid. You're part of the kingdom of God and you bring in heaven to earth. In the beginning, Elohim created the heavens and the earth. He set it up the way he wanted it to be on earth. The enemy came in with corruption, with death. We're living in a corrupt world, and it's up to us to bring life to this corrupt world so they can see Jesus. They're going to hate you because you're a lover of Jesus. They hated him. They're going to hate you, but it's okay. You're still going to love your enemy. You're still going to love them in spite of how you feel because God loved us even when we weren't lovable, y'all. God loved you so much. That he wants you to see him more than you seeing anything else or anybody else. Because I got something to tell you. People run to God when there ain't no hope from nobody. Now they're ready to come to church. They're ready to fast. They're ready to pray. And they're so spiritual now. God said, I heard him this morning. Glory. This is what he said now. He said, I'm here. He told you that before. He told you you were healed before you got your report. What's the difference between them then and now? Because man can't help you. That's the difference. So now your dependency is totally on God because man said they can't help you. Your dependency should have been on God before you went to man. Am I telling you not to go to man? Everybody in here have to go to somebody. But you better know who you going to. Because somebody can mess you up for the rest of your life. And you got to live with the mess up because you trust in man more than you trust in God. When you get stop signs in front of you and he said, don't go, don't go. Have y'all seen on TV how they recall in food, recalling medications? They was recalling blood pressure medication like crazy. They were recalling some kind of Tylenol 
that they said don't take because it was killing people. God already told y'all this miracle temple. God already told y'all that it's going to get so bad that you can't depend on what man has. You got to depend on God and you got to do it now because man is only doing what they know to do. Then later on, they're saying, don't eat this because it's got lead in it. Then they got a virus out. Don't want to tell people about the virus because they don't know how to cure the virus. Don't tell people where the virus is because as a man think of in his heart, so does he become. So the things that you don't know about, you can live happy. Soon as you find out about them, you don't want to come out your house. And then you ain't never washed your hands. Now you're washing them. Wash your hands. Don't touch me. Don't breathe on me. Turn around the other way. Instead of living by Psalms 91. We're supposed to be living by Psalms 91 regardless of what we hear or see. But let's just admit it. We ain't got that yet. So God is saying, I want to bring this kingdom of mine to the earth, but it comes through you. So it's up to you to get into the word because the word is what's going to bring life. So God said, get into your word. Let the word get into you. So when situations come up, the word is going to come out of you more than that situation. It's coming out of you. If God said it, it's already done. God is not going to change what he has said. Amen. So everything you see, y'all, just because it looked good, don't mean it's good. Back up and say, God, is this you? Is this what you want me to do today? God, is this the deal that you want me to take? Or are they just telling me to take it to benefit them and then I'm stuck with something? God, I want to wait on you. Last thing is, don't put on your armor. Keep your armor on. You're supposed to keep your armor on. And you keep it on through going through the word of God on a daily basis. The helmet of salvation is for your mind. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Go in there and renew your mind on a daily basis. Knowing the truth. Sanctify me in truth. Thy word is true. Y'all, this is a challenge for the church. I guarantee you, if you get into the word more than you get on Facebook, you can be healed. Every time you have a thought of typing something on Facebook, grab the word. Begin to, y'all will be so full of joy. So full of him that you ain't going to want Facebook no more. When I offered that challenge, did you know some people did not come up to me? Because they already knew what they were going to do. They already knew they was going to take Facebook overdoing the word. And it's still like that right now. Because people want people to hear me, see me, and be attached to me. I don't want to be attached to nothing that's not about my father's business. I don't care how saved you are. I don't want to be attached to that because when you know who you are in him, you want to stay attached to him and you want the spirit of God to flow through you. God said, I want heaven to come through earth, to come to earth and you're the ones that bring it. So remember I said, he's the creator, right? He's Elohim and God always do things after a teaching go forth, right? We've been talking about healing. And I know all of us go through in our bodies. Some part of our bodies we go through, whether it's our, from our head to our toes. We go through. We get aches. We get pains. 
you know, that's the things that the body go through while we on earth, right? But we have a spirit that's from God that live in this body. The body is the shell. And the Bible says a man thinketh in his heart, so is he, so does he become. So when a pain hits you and you don't know what's happening with that pain or what's the cause of that pain, our first reaction is, oh, Lord, I got to go somewhere because I don't want to die by myself. (laughs) I don't want to die like this. Why do we take a thought like that? Because there's some fear somewhere. Or we go back to yesteryears and remember what somebody else said about that same pain that they had. So we bring that to the forefront and we dwell on it and the pain get more intense, get more intense and intensify. And we sitting up there worrying, oh God, it could be this. It could be that. Oh Lord, I don't want to die. God, I want to live. God, you said that I should live and not die. But we're saying it out of fear. We got fear and we got doubt there. So what the first thing that we have to do is say, Holy Spirit, I need your help. I don't know what's going on with me. I don't know where this pain is coming from, but you're the spirit of truth and you're only going to testify to me what Jesus tell you. So I need you to tell me what's going on with me. I need the truth right now. So you sit there and wait and all of a sudden you hear you got gas. All that worry and concern over gas. And then the Holy Spirit say, just get up and walk around. And as you walk around, you leave a scent. God said, that can't stay in my body. That has to be eliminated. Because it's causing effects to the body that I'm in. You're my temple. My temple can't be corrupt. And that's some corruption you done ate. So you got to release it. Y'all think this is funny. But ain't nothing but the truth now. Sometimes you just need a good cleaning out. That's why you're having headaches. That's why your body ain't working properly. Because you don't take time to clean it out. Then sometimes we clean it out too much. And don't know when it's quite full. That's why you got to hear him. He created your body. You got to ask him. What's going on with me? And if he don't say nothing, wait. You kingdom, y'all. God want his kingdom to come through you. See what God has to say about your situation instead of you diagnosing it yourself. Because, y'all, we go back old school. They put some diagnosis old to old people. They be telling you stuff. And you go back to what they done. And guess what? It worked. Why? Because you believe what they said. I remember I would have earache on top of earache. And grandma would tell me, I'm going to heat up some olive oil. And I'm going to pour it in your ear, and it's going to be all better. Okay, Grandma. Grandma, pour that stuff in my ear. I'm smiling. Put that cotton ball in that ear so it wouldn't drain out, and I'm smiling. So one night I had an earache, and Grandma and Granddaddy were asleep, and I t- had the whole bottle of oil. <laughs> finna dump it in my ear. See, I'm only doing what she was telling me to do, 
Grandma woke up and said, no. I'm like, why? (laughs) But they knew what to do. But then when the power of God kicked in, when I was little and get sick all the time, my granddaddy, this is what he would do. I don't know why, when you were little, did you have worms? You ever heard of the worms back then? If you tell a doctor now you got worms, child, they put you through the uh, MRI. <laughs> back then, you had all that kind of stuff. And it, what, they, it didn't bother them. Granddaddy turned me upside down. My head was looking that way, and he said, Lucy, in the name of Jesus, I mean you Lucy, and let her go. I said, Grandmama, help. But I was loose. I was, he was shaking me just like that. When there was a big man. Looser, in the name of Jesus, looser. I was loosed. We trusted what they said. We believed them. If they, t- and, and that aunt right there, I'm going to close, but I'm going to tell you. That aunt right there, I remember some firecrackers blew up in my ear. I was at Noah and them house down there. Me, Jane Franklin, all of them was doing firecrackers. So the firecracker just blew up in my ear. I left. It was cold. Left my coat on the ground. Went to this aunt right here. She was asleep. I said, Shirley, Shirley, firecracker blew up in my ear. This is what she said. She probably don't remember. You all right? One blew up in my ear too. (laughs) Guess what I did? (laughs) I took her at, I believe what she said. (laughs) And I left the room with my ear ringing. And the ringing didn't bother me no more because I didn't give it attention. I just kept playing and I kept going. When you got snotty nose and coughs, go play. Or if you got the flu or something, they would boil this pine top tea. Don't get from under them covers. Got to sweat. Next day you playing again because you believe what they said. Now we have the word. What's going on? And we don't want to believe it. If the word says you're healed, you're healed. That's the end of it. Got good news for you. And you don't have to do nothing for that healing. But just believe it. The only thing we got to do is believe in what we have and it's done. We don't have to work for it. We don't have to fast for it. We don't have to pay for it. It's already done. The problem is we don't want to wait for it because we don't believe it. We want somebody else to give us confirmation that it's okay. Come on, I done been there. And my daddy, he he just chastised me. He said, let me ask you something. Why do you need some confirmation? He said, if I told you why you want somebody else to confirm something to you? Well, God, it, it, it makes you feel good sometimes. He said, but if you know me, you don't need nobody to say nothing. Because you know me. And if I choose to send somebody, that's because I choose to. Not because you asking me to. And the reason you asking me, because you don't trust me. He said, because when you trust me, you go on. And you ain't waiting on nobody to say nothing. That's where God wants us to be with him. God, nobody have to come to my house. Come on, the centurion say, you don't even have to come to my house. Send the word. Speak the word only. Just, just speak the word. I know your word is true. That's where God wants us, y'all, that we just speak the word and we keep it moving because we know what the word has already done. We don't even look back. That's kingdom citizens. 
Because we're delivering what God has sent us to deliver. So guess what? Today is your time. God said, you're the healed. Whatever is going on in your body, God said, you're the healed. And I command what already belonged to us. Be healed. Be made whole right now in Jesus' name. God calls those things that be not as though they were. So he said, healing is yours. Not tomorrow, but it's yours right now. Why? Because God said, if you need it now, it's yours right now. You don't have to wait to feel it. Know that it's yours because I'm an unseen God. See your healing before you feel your healing. And then guess what? You will begin to feel what you're seeing. Because your mind controls your body. And every day you got to say, body, you're the heel. Why are you cutting the food? Didn't you hear what I said? Now you rise up and you be healed. And you'll see yourself go a little bit further. You take control over that body part. And you tell that body part, God didn't create you this way. Mr. Creator, you created my mind to function. The way you created it to function. And if it's not functioning that way, then something is creeped in. Whatever you are or whoever you are, you've been dismissed from your side. Go right now. We got to do this. Why aren't we doing it? Because guess what? As long as I got a pill, I'll be all right for four hours. Then I'll take it again for four more hours. Then you take it so much, it don't move nothing. Now they got to up the dose and you become a drug addict. I'm just going to be honest with you. Don't work for you no more. Your body ain't responding to that. So you got to take double. There go your double anointing right there. Because you trying to get a release. Everything we need is right here, right now. Take your medicine. Take your medicine. Every day, take your medicine for whatever situation that you're in. And don't come off of what God says. Even if you fall, get back up. And say, God, your word ain't changing. So I'm not changing. This is what your word says. God ain't going to change because you change. He gave Abraham a son, even though Abraham slept with Hagar. He said, that's the destiny that I have for you. Let God's kingdom come to earth. Amen. So right now, in the name of Jesus, we bind every attack and every assignment that the enemy has sent out against us on today, against our minds. Father, I thank you that we have the mind of Christ in Jesus' name. God, every mind-boggling spirit, I bind it right now in the name of Jesus. And I plead the blood of Jesus over our minds in Jesus' name. And God, from the top of our head to the soles of our feet, God, I speak to every tissue, every organ, every cell, every gland, every vital sign, every muscle, every tendon, every bone, every joint, every marrow in our bodies, and I call them healed. I call them whole, and I command them to function right now. The way God has created them to function. Every malfunction in our body, you get into alignment 
right now in the name of Jesus. Blood pressure, get into alignment in Jesus' name. Heart rate, get into alignment in Jesus' name. And I dismiss all fear and anxiety right now in the name of Jesus. I bind fear because God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. And God, we thank you that we have more than enough to do what you have called us to do in Jesus' name. And we just honor you, we glorify you, we magnify you. And God, we thank you that it's already done in spite of how we feel. God, we thank you that it's already done in Jesus' name. And every demonic force, every spirit of darkness, every spirit of wickedness in high places, I bind you right now in the name of Jesus. Spirit of unbelief, go in the name of Jesus. God, we thank you right now that we have what we say. So we thank you that healing is ours. Prosperity is ours. Peace, joy, love is ours. And we thank you, God, that we bring forth the kingdom in Jesus' name. We love on you and glorify you right now in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. We give God glory. Hallelujah. If we have any visitors, you can stand at this time if you would like to stand. And um, after the visitors stand, I'm just.